Welcome back to season four of the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, where we talk about struggles to teach you the trouble. Each week, we find an active global conflict and break it down for you. In this episode, we will be talking about the protests going on in Russia over the war in Ukraine. However, before we talk about the actual protests, let's discuss a bit about the historical context. I will now hand it over to my colleague Cooper to talk a little bit about the history behind the conflicts going on there. Thanks, Ernest. In 2014, Russia annexed the Crimean Peninsula. This land is internationally recognized as part of Ukraine. Almost directly after the Ukrainian Revolution of Dignity in 2014, which saw pro-Russian Ukrainian President Yanukovych ousted from his position, Russian soldiers were seen stationed across Crimea. While Putin initially denied Russian military presence on the peninsula, he eventually revealed that they were in fact Russian soldiers. Soon after, Russia announced that they had taken Crimea, however they didn't much like the term annexation. An internationally rejected and disputed to this day referendum was held in Crimea, in which the choices were either to join Russia or return to Crimea's 1992 constitution that gave it significant autonomy. However, there was no option to remain as part of Ukraine as it had been before. According to local authorities, the voter turnout was 83%, with 93% wanting to join Russia. However, a leaked report from Russia put these numbers at a mere 30% turnout, with only half of that voting to unite with Russia. This annexation of Crimea is considered the beginning of the Russo-Ukrainian War. In 2016, Russia stationed more troops along the Crimean border, and Ukraine did the same in response. In December 2021, Russia was seen gathering its forces along the eastern border with Ukraine. On February 24, 2022, Russia invaded Ukraine. War continues to rage in Ukraine to this day. However, we won't get into that just yet. Let's talk about the historical significance and why this is going on. The reasons for this conflict may be more than just territory. Russian President Vladimir Putin claims that this is to protect ethnic Russians in Crimea, from the far-right extremists that had spurred the revolution. Putin has also stated that Russians and Ukrainians are one nation, and that the new Ukrainian leaders were running an anti-Russian project. Ukraine was also part of Russia before becoming a Soviet state. Crimea was given to Ukraine in 1954 by Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev. Due to this, Russia has also argued that it has a historical claim to the region. In addition, Ukraine, similarly to other Eastern European nations, had been working towards joining NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, a move that Russia deems necessary to stop. According to Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Ryabkov, for us, it's mandatory to ensure Ukraine never, ever becomes a member of NATO. To cover the invasion of Ukraine, I'll give it over to Diane. As we all have heard, on February 24, 2022, President Putin announced military operations against Ukraine in a public address to the nation. Soon after his speech, Russian armed forces began air and ground attacks on multiple military installations across Ukraine. Russian forces caused civilian fatalities, injuries, and damage to civilian objects such as schools and hospitals. On the evening of that day, protesters gathered in different cities across Russia to demonstrate their efforts to stop the war. According to OVD Info, more than 1,000 protesters were arbitrarily detained in Moscow and around 400 in St. Petersburg, where the most significant protests occurred. Russian public figures, journalists, scientists, activists, and average social media users have been publicly expressing their shock at the full-scale Russian military operations in Ukraine and called for the hostilities to end. Thousands used the hashtag not to war as an example. Pickets and arbitrary arrests and peaceful protests continued around that time. The Russian authorities' actions to prevent people from participating in peaceful public protests and freely expressing their opinions violates fundamental rights, including those to freedom of expression and assembly, the prohibition on arbitrary detention guaranteed by the European Convention on Human Rights, 
the International Covenant on Evil, Political Rights, and Russia's Own Constitution. The war in Ukraine has created the fastest displacement crisis in Europe since World War II. Most of the displaced are women and children at risk of exploitation and abuse during emergencies. The war's global economy continues to be weakened by significant trade disruptions, food, and fuel price shocks, all of which contribute to high inflation. The Russia-Ukraine war is having an outsized impact on the global supply chain, impeding a flow of goods, fueling dramatic cost increases and product shortages, and creating catastrophic food shortages worldwide. What's happening in Russia right now is total fear. They banned all Russian tourists from Latvia, Estonia, and Poland, arguing that they should not be enjoying democracy and freedom in Europe, while at the same time, their government attacks those values in Ukraine. Russian citizens are protesting against President Vladimir Putin's decisions to draft additional forces for a struggling military option in Ukraine, holding demonstrations in dozens of cities across Russia on a Saturday despite threats of arrest and a heavy police presence. Security forces detained more than 1,300 people in Russia on a Wednesday at protests. President Vladimir Putin ordered Russia's first military draft since the Second World War. At least 502 in Moscow and 524 in St. Petersburg, Russia's second most populous city. Unsanctioned rallies are illegal under Russia's anti-protest laws. As a response to the protests, Russian government has been arresting thousands of protesters at a time. Also, the Russian government has enacted new laws threatening jail time for spreading misinformation about the war. One of the key figures in this protest is Alexei Navalny, a Russian opposition leader helping the anti-war efforts throughout the war. Navalny called for an anti-war protest in Moscow and other cities on Sunday. You need to go to anti-war protests every weekend. Even if it seems like everyone has either left or gotten scared, you are the backbone of the movement against war and death, he said. Thanks, Yo. That is all the time we have for today. If you want to help out with the war efforts, consider donating to the Ukrainian Red Cross or other helpful organizations in the area. If you'd like to hear more about Alexei Navalny, check out the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, Season 3, Episode 3, Alexei Navalny, Russian Protests. Tune in for the next episode where we will talk about another important protest happening around the world. From all of us here at the Mount Vernon School in Atlanta, thank you for listening.